following program may contain coarse language, suggested dialogue, and discussion of violent imagery and sexual situations. It is intended for mature listeners who can tell the difference between facts and opinions. Welcome to the Tsunami Faithful Podcast, now sponsored by AkaiCon, August 7th through 9th at the Cool Springs Convention Center in the Franklin Marriott Hotel. Go to akaicon.com now for more information and how you can get tickets. The Tsunami Faithful Podcast starts now. Hello and welcome to the Toonami Faithful Podcast. I am your host, Sketch, and with me today I have... The founder of ToonamiFaithful.com, Bob Skrillo. And... ASM Rider Rail Maddox. And... Your esteemed announcer, Jim Nelson. Yay! Okay, this time we have the list. The list of all of the Indiegogo contributors, according to Paul. Paul, you better not have f this up. <laughs> no, he I always... You always edit shit up. There's one that's left off, but there's a reason for that. So. Oh, there's one that's left off, but there's a reason for that. That's all I can say. Okay. So, here we go. Thank you, all of our Indiegogo contributors. That includes Andrew Yoho, Roy Woe, Frank Silvaca Jr., Elias Jackson, Jennifer... Matthew Marcote, Arthur Meza, Chris Atlas, Sergio Garcia Flores, and Colin Kennett. Apparently there's somebody <laughs> else that has not been revealed at uh, some point. So... It's Hulk Hogan. He's the third man. It yeah. is. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you all for contributing. You will all get your rewards in due time. Yes. Yes. Wait till I get my paddle, baby. Bug Paul about it. <laughs> <laughs> the podcast shirts will go out probably this week sometime. Um, I'm looking at the TsunamiFaithful.com shirts to go out probably closer to Momocon just because, and this is a good time to say this, if any of you want the new Tsunami Faithful podcast shirt and want to order one, you have to contact me, uh, Paul Pascrillo at TsunamiFaithful.com, and uh, I can tell you how to get one. And I'll place the order with all the other ones, and I should have them before in your hands before Momocon, so that way you can wear them. So, contact me if you're interested in the shirt. Once again, thank you all for contributing. You have helped us out so, so much. Oh, yes, you have. Yes, and now, Paul, I believe you have a special announcement to make. Oh, I do. Mm-hmm. So, in the... Uh, if you guys haven't seen on our Instagram, we put up a new logo for what we have deemed the Toonami Faithful Podcast Network, or TFPN, as uh, a sketch. <laughs> like it has a it has a nice ring to it. TFPN. Yes. Sounds, um, like, a, sounds like a porno company. <laughs> so before I describe it, basically the idea of this network came out of the fact that in the past a lot of Toonami sites have joined together in matrimony or whatever you want to call it and uh to you know spread the word of tsunami but to also you know I could, what's the best word for it sketch do their own thing and report tsunami in their own way right but i mean you know just come, just be able to have like a community of websites together well we already kind of have the big three underneath tsunami tsunami.com official tsunami.com 
Um, and basically that idea of having community came up as, well, we have the absolution sessions, which is live once a month. Um, by the way, you're doing a very good job with that sketch. Oh, um, just put up a new one. <laughs> oh yeah. Sorry about leaving so quick sketch, but it was kind of like a merge. Hey, you know, it happens. I love you. And um, also, there's another show out there, which for some odd reason people say that it's dead, which I don't understand. But Well, they have had some technical issues lately, <laughs> so that's understandable. And we, and we will be helping them to correct those issues, obviously, because we do like their show, and we like those guys over there. Yeah, uh, they're Tsunami, not sure. Yes, the Toonami Show Rundown, they, those guys have appeared on this podcast. We've appeared on their podcast. Uh, they will also join us in the fold of this community um it will be three podcasts right now um we're not really looking to add to that so to speak at the moment but um pretty much what you'll see is if you go to podcast.tunamifaithful.com uh and throughout this week it'll the website will be changing so that way you can see you you'll be able to distinguish between each podcast um there will be a page for each podcast. Obviously, the main one is the Tsunami Faithful podcast. Uh, the Absolution Sessions, which is once a month live, which is a way for us to, you know, basically communicate with the fans, communicate with you fans, and be able to talk and have a good time with you guys. And abuse you. Yes, and abuse you. <laughs> As Darrell has been abusing Arthur, as I've noticed. <laughs> which, good job. Thank you. Good job. Um, resources at your service, sir. Hey, he deserves it. But anyways. <laughs> um, and then the Toonami Show Rundown, which I think I kind of confused a little people a, a little bit. I've confused people a little bit too much by uh, bringing them on because the Toonami Show Rundown, what they do is they extensively go over almost every show on the block. All and the what premieres. I mean by, right, all the premieres. And what I mean by that is they give a better rundown than what we can because we don't want to have a two-plus-hour podcast because we've seen that you guys don't like that, and a lot of you shy away when we have a two-plus-hour podcast. You loyal listeners are there no matter what, which is great. We love you. Awesome. But you know we want to keep the listeners that we have, and we've seen based on feedback and based on numbers that – the longer the podcast is, the less people listen. So what we're trying to do with the Toonami Show Rundown is to give you that option so that way you guys can listen to the show rundowns and get your extensive show rundown as well. But on top of that, you can get the rundowns from us, but in a limited capacity the way that we do it. Now, that being said, we'd like to try to not have, at least in my opinion, not have as many rundowns in the podcast so we can do more topics. We can do – we can put interviews in the podcast if they're under 30 minutes um, and then also be able to have a little bit more leeway in talking about stuff because the problem is is that when we have a time constraint, which we – right now we usually try to keep to about an hour and a half sketch – that's usually mm-hmm. what we try to do. Um, we can't do that when we have so many show recaps. We do it when you're not on. <laughs> true. <laughs> it's true. <laughs> but, Sorry, I love you, Paul. <laughs> but I, I just want to – we want to try to 
make the show fun and we want to try to give you our opinions. And we know that you guys like it when we go at each other, especially when me and Darrell go at each other. And, you know, and we it, know that you guys enjoy our commentary on the shows that air. And that's the main reason why we still do the recaps because right. you don't need us to tell you what happened in those shows. So we're going to cut back a little bit on the, uh, the general information on, hey, this is what happened, and more just giving right. our thoughts on particular things that happened within it. We're kind of getting back to basics. Yeah, we're getting back to basis, and we're trying basics, and we're trying to put, put a structure back. That doesn't count. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> basics does right. not count as a basically drink. <laughs> this is true. So. Hopefully that explains what the Toonami Faithful Podcast Network is. Um, for those that I've started to see starting to email us and be like, hey, I do this podcast. Can I join the network? Um, no. No, not right now. Um, we're going to start small. We're going to start small. Um, and if you are if you are Toonami Podcast and we're not aware of you, you know, please let us be aware of you and we can evaluate youth from there. And – um, the interview process is extensive, and there may come a price with um, joining. I'll yeah. tell you in a little bit. <laughs> Darrell wants to have an HR meeting with you, but anyways. Sacrifice a virgin and take their soul. Oh, my God. <laughs> um, as far as the absolution sessions and uh, the show rundown right now, they will be basically on YouTube, which you can drink now. Um, <laughs> you can drink YouTube? Yes. YouTube. Um, now oh, that would be awesome. But if you guys like the show rundown, if you like the absolution sessions where we should put it in as an iTunes thing or a SoundCloud thing on our feed, we'll look at that. We'll evaluate and we'll go from there. Um, but for right now, they're going to stay where they are. They're going to do what they do and we'll be fine. So, uh, just again, it's podcast.tunamifaithful.com. That's where the network will be, and we will be fine that way. So, and don't expect much to change for this show. This show's gonna keep doing what we do. And you know, whatever there's one that of is, the, right? There, there's one other thing I just wanted to, to touch up base on real quick, and then we'll get to the the first. Uh, Why you gotta be touching on stuff though? um the the thing what we've been trying to do since jose's left is try to figure out what what we're going to do with this podcast because you know we wanted to see what kind of female voice would work if we could have that on there and we found that um we've kind of found what works for us and what doesn't work and we're coming into that structure now so, you know, if, if a lot of you are wondering if this podcast is, you know, you don't like something about this podcast or, you know, if we're doing something wrong, we've come to a structure now that we think is going to work. You know, again, we love your feedback, but, you know, Sketch can't get your feedback because he's the host of this podcast. He can't get your feedback if you don't send it to him. You know, I need you guys to start doing that. If there's something you don't like, don't send it to my ass.fm. Send it to his email. It's Sketch. At tsunamifaithful.com. Easy Send it peasy. Th- easy peasy. I, I, we need to know what you guys want because we can't make a good podcast if we don't know. Okay? I'm not trying to, to bitch at anybody, but, you know, that's one of the problems that we have is that we hear something on the Ask.fm in public, but we don't hear it from you in an email. 
you know, send it to the email. Let us know what you want, and we can make improvements. But we can't structure a podcast if we don't have your feedback. And I just wanted to say that really quickly because, you know, I know, Sketch, you want to really – have like a, a a good podcast but again you know if you hear stuff on s.fm it's just like okay so where were you in my email <laughs> you know what i mean and then they're sending it to me and not you or they're sending it to jim or Darrell. i've been seeing that i'm like he's the host send it to sketch so sketch can talk to me about it and we could figure this out say it in the beginning we want to bring you a better podcast exactly and we can't do that if we don't get you guys' feedback. So please, please send us your feedback. You can do it at sketch at tsunamifaithful.com or podcast at tsunamifaithful.com. Either or, sketch will see it and I will see it. Well, I think that'll do. I think All so. Right. Well, we got a lot to get to, so let's get into some of these uh, recaps. I'm excited this week because I loved Inuyasha. But we're not starting with that. Nope. Inuyasha's third. Damn. It's Demoted. <laughs> <laughs> well, we're just set him down in the order. Inuyasha wasn't hitting. Just, Sorry, we don't have the Tom Saga anymore. Uh, yeah. But anyway, sketch. If I may, oh. let's get into the kill the kill recap right now. Kill the Kill, Episode 8. I'll wipe my own tears. Ass. Huh? I was trying to make a joke. I'll wipe my own tears with your ass. <laughs> Seriously, dude, I was thinking it the whole time, Jim. <laughs> Why would you wipe your tears on somebody's ass? That's terribly it's kinda unhygienic. Like, it's kind of like getting somebody to kiss your ass, you know? <laughs> I, can, yeah. I thank you for your concern. And hell, you could kiss my ass. During a one-week battle royale called the Naturals Election. I see what they did there. <sighs> Ryuko takes Mako to the ruins of her father's house looking for clues to his murder. And they get a flashback to uh, how she last saw her father. They find nothing and end up running out of gas in the moped. Yay, moped. Luckily for them, Gamagori offers them a ride in his sweet pink car. Unluckily for them, they are attacked by the Automotive Airsoft Club. First clubs are separating. Now they're joining. This doesn't make any sense. They get to see the power of Gamagori's Goku uniform as he regales how he met Lady Satsuki and and the following Monday, Ryuko battles her way to the top five and the Elite Four ask Satsuki to allow them to defeat her on this grand stage. Which somehow reminds me of a Pokemon stadium. I know, right? I feel like the the Elite Four were probably cheating there because I don't... I didn't see them work real hard to get on top of those pillars. I think they were just on those pillars. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, the Kiryuin group basically owns everything. They're kind of like the kill the kill version of Conglomo from Rocco's Modern Life. Yeah. And... yeah. <laughs> hey, that wasn't a, you say basically when Paul does it, not drink. when I do. It's when anybody Shut says up, it. Yep. Sorry. <laughs> exactly. Drink. <laughs> hey, I don't say it. 
like you know a 30 times in a one minute span Go anyway. on. yeah whatever so fucking wasted tonight. So, uh, Gamagori's, his, uh, his Goku uniform. Mm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Dude, mm. seriously. What a uh, shadow it, it created. <laughs> seriously, that was the Fifty Shades of Grey of anime right there. <laughs> Scorch Regalia, yes, I'm a bad boy. I'm a bad boy. I was like, oh my god. He, uh, this he, dude he is... quite enjoys it. Yes. <laughs> he enjoys paying people. <laughs> and he does, he's like, somebody's a masochist. <laughs> he's a little old for a high school student. <laughs> One thing about high school, I get older, but they stay the same. We <laughs> <laughs> get to see yet more of uh, Satsuki showing up and like, hey, I own this now. Um, later. <laughs> Even when she was just a junior high student. <laughs> uh, anybody else find it kind of odd that all of the flashback segments in Kill a Kill? Four by three. Four by three. Yeah, they're in four by three and Sepia Town. Kind of a reddish. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I noticed that, man. That, that's it's the little things. It's those nice little touches that make everything so fun about Kill the Kill. It, it's the little things like that that make it stand out more than any other series than you might think of. I agree. I mean, seriously, seriously, what other show doesn't do its four, uh, did its flashbacks in four by three? Well, aside from One Piece. I was about to say One Piece. <laughs> <laughs> Well, but that was well, because it's always what... lazy. <laughs> yeah. But also we're talking about, you know, that was they originally aired in four by three, whereas Kill the Kill is a modern anime. And, and you even know, it's some flashbacks that they've done that they've reanimated flashbacks in one piece. They they don't do four by three. So this yeah, is they... its style choice and very few shows would make the choice to show something in four by three. Mm hmm. Uh, maybe Trigger just didn't want to animate corners. <laughs> yeah. Who knows? Hey, cutting, you corners. Corners, cutting corners has been an anime tradition like forever. Uh, yeah, that's true. Since video killed a radio star? <laughs> <laughs> I really like that she gets a moped. <laughs> Gotta have a moped! And then there yeah. was that song that Mako sang. That was hilarious. Man, Mako just chilling back there singing to man. Mako's that person in the car that you just like, they start singing, you like, shut up! I don't want to hear you sing! <laughs> no, don't remind me of what could possibly happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, once she gets going, you just can't stop her. <laughs> oh, but she is so freaking stacked, man. I also can't mm. get over the Automotive Airsoft Club. <laughs> uh, it, it's kind of like I, road warrior with airsoft guns I, I guess it makes sense because you know car chases shootouts that that all makes sense but still <laughs> what were they thinking <laughs> i don't know it kind of made me think about the uh, machine car dude on um red line oh yeah or the possessed car on uh panty and stocking Oh yeah. yeah. Uh, what did it see through? I I forget its name. It's yeah. been a while since I saw Panion Stocking, and I don't own the series anymore. So I do. 
It was a casualty of my moving sale, sadly. So mm. that's too bad. Yeah, but I have about I still have about sixty eh, percent of my uh, anime capacity. I'm slowly adding more. Added Dragon Ball when I go to uh, uh, actually, yeah, when I go to Anime Matsuri this weekend, I'll see if I can pick up Log Horizon. I know at least a certain someone was pleased to see some uh, main plot development going on here. Cool. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, something in my throat. You know, I've been sick. It is nice to see, to see some more main plot development. I haven't felt like any time of this show has been wasted, per se. So I don't mind that it took them this long to give us more on uh, what happened to Ryuko's father. But yeah, I guess it's about time they move that along. Yeah. yeah, well, I mean, we did actually see Ryuko's dad's last words, and, well, he, he took it pretty well. Yeah. considering what was happening to him. Like, I mean, he took it like a boss, man. That's kind of something I would have did, man. Got stamped, give me a bottle of liquor so I can tell you what's going on before I die. I <laughs> wonder please. why he didn't just tell her about Sin Cats. Yeah. Like, I'll, go down I'll to the basement. There's some living clothes. I made it for you. You know, you know I've been seeing a, a current theme with animes. There's always something in the friggin' basement. It's true. There is always something in the basement. You know, one day an anime is going to prove me right. There's going to be a stash of porno, cigars, and booze. Uh, and a Twinkie. That would definitely be what would be in the basement. The last Twinkie in, in the world? Uh, what, show, what show is that? Uh, Attack uh, on Titan? No, not Attack on Titan. Dang it! That that kind of material would... I thought you were being... Sorry, to be quite honest, I thought you were being sarcastic. No, no, no. That kind of material would feasibly be in the basement in the show... uh, uh, Heaven's Lost Property. Oh, okay. Yeah, good point. And And lots of panties. No comment. Seen it. <laughs> well, you know what? You know what? Um, if I want panties, all I need to do is just watch Colorful. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Okay, we are only going to read five talkbacks. So in the future, you better make them good, otherwise they will not catch our eye. And uh, the rest of these guys are pretty much leaving it to me to pick, and I hate doing that, but. <laughs> Shut up. Well, different tastes, you know. Uh, what one person might like, another person might not. So, so generally, what I'm looking for is something meaningful, thought-provoking, something with some meat to it, or at least be funny. Funny's always good. I agree. So here we go. Master of the Arts writes in: Driving a pink car and picking up chicks on the side of the road seems legit. Yes, because <laughs> they were full of pink tacos that night. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, God. In Mark uh, King writes in, the lesson here, kids, is that bullets won't break Gamagori. He loves that shit. Yes, he's such a friggin' masochist. Mm-hmm. Austin mm. Guest writes in, I see Lady Satsuki realize the only way to thin out the numbers is to settle it in Smash! And as <laughs> <laughs> because we love some S and M, sex and machines. <laughs> <laughs> I love you, Daryl. <laughs> KJ Senpai writes in: 
a King of the Hill final battle, because we didn't have enough King of the Hill on this network. I'll tell you what. <laughs> Bobby. 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 Never Bobby. watching Cartoon Network again. <laughs> Bobby, get me my sword. Oh. <laughs> and lastly, Demigod1 writes in... Rest in peace, any women who ever got with Gamagori. Hashtag pulling out ain't enough. Hashtag pierce the heavens. Hashtag those ridiculous. Congratulations. <laughs> now let me get the crane so I can crush you. And that does it for our Kill a Kill recap. I think that went well. It did. Yes, it did. It's time. Oh, yes, ladies and gentlemen, <laughs> it's time to discuss Sword Art Online 2. Woohoo! Link start. Sword Art Online 2 Electric Boogaloo Episode 1 World of Guns one year after the events of Sword Art Online, Asuna and Kazuta Kirigaya, aka Kirito, have continued dating, and Kazuto has been figuring out what he wants to do with the rest of his life. And someone calling themselves Death Gun has seemingly murdered two players in a popular game called Gun Gale Online. Pro players. Yes, pro players. A member of the Ministry of Affairs virtual division named Seijiro sits down with Kazuto to discuss the matter and asks him to enter GTO to find Death Gun. Yeah. First, episode, first lesson of this episode, Kirito, do not accept sweets from strange men. No. <laughs> no. You can order something Unless else. It's... It's you know I can't dope. turn you down, Matt Mercer. <laughs> yeah, so he, is just... a, he is a very attractive man I will say that also apparently Death Gun has shown up on Twitter uh, yeah. Death Gun is that sounds Death like Gun the name of an any, it sounds like the name of a Nintendo villain Death Gun like in an NES game maybe like Data East or Konami or something some say that it sounds like a parody of a Rob Liefeld character uh, you know what? Yeah, I could see that being as part of like Youngblood or something like that. <laughs> Death good. Death good. Bang, bang. Well, I, I did enjoy this episode. It was pretty... Campy? Campy. <laughs> there, was, there was some campiness. There was some campiness, but it, it's kind of interesting that he didn't tell Asuna that he was going to be going back into mm, the gaming world. Yeah, he didn't. He's going to get yeah, fucked you know. up for that. <laughs> well, he's going to get in trouble, and he had every opportunity. Yes, he did. Here's he's my like, thing. Oh, look at the sunlight. <laughs> I was going to say, um, during that whole thing, I was expecting a I don't like sand moment. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like sand. It's coarse. It's everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I know. But no, you know, the thing is, Bryce is a better actor than Hayden Christensen, so. Oh, most assuredly. <laughs> <laughs> I I thought they both did really well coming back to these roles. You know what? Um, I was actually sorry to cut you off, but I was actually saying um, 
Bryce sounded even better. Yeah. As Kitty as Kitito this time than he did uh like if you watch episode one of um Sword Art Online and then you watch the first episode of Sword Art Online 2, it's like, holy shit, man, Bryce sounds so much more natural. Yeah. yeah. Like not overselling it like, you know, the first mm-hmm. one. Yeah, he's definitely isn't overselling this one. No, it's it's a very relaxed performance and it sounds natural. And Jeremy exactly. like, sounds extra cute as asana i i think she sounds cuter than she did in most of the but i think that's probably uh because asana is not you know concerned about dying (laughs) yeah exactly (laughs) yes that's true well let's let's just say that dying or other things (laughs) well jeremy is cute in real life too yes yes, absolutely (laughs) she's adorable (laughs) (laughs) what She's married. She's married. I got no shot. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I know a certain other podcast host that I do another podcast with. Oh, jeez, man. Shut up. Oh, oh stop. <laughs> but anyway, Christopher Colon needs to keep his thoughts to himself. He does. <laughs> so this was mostly build up to what's going to happen next. And Kirito has been asked to enter the game world and... That was mostly conversation. Uh, unfortunately, there seems to be a little scene that was cut out. But it was mostly involving uh, a fan service uh, butt shot of Sinon, so uh, little uh, little value was lost, apparently. Yeah. Well, you know, hey, it's it was actually on Anaplex's behalf. It wasn't uh, yes, Tsunami. I'm sure that it was... Uh, Oh, no, no, no. They, they said, um, they basically said that it was, Tsunami said that it was, it was them that did it. Because obviously they have no control over the editing portion of it, so. Yeah, they don't edit the Anaplex shows. They, I, I do wonder. Yeah. I Anaplex do, does it themselves, so. I do wonder if, like, the English dub version of it, maybe that was cut out on purpose and not just because of that. Uh, I, I don't think uh, so, but we won't well, know, never until know. The, until the DVD and Blu-ray come out. So, Yeah, I'd like to think a lot of times we lose a lot of stuff that would happen, like, quote-unquote, after the credits. Right. Was the, I, uh, and you're going to have to help me out here because I didn't see uh, Sword Art fans because I didn't see the original. Um, was that cut out? I think of, it was Was that an after, was that an the after credits. Uh, credits thing? I think okay. it was before the credits. And they but had a similar something... problem with a Kill a Kill episode recently. What was that yeah. again? I wanted to see if it to know if it was a uh, an after credits thing that they cut it's because there's a the lot credits. of after credits. Okay. Okay. Yeah. It was it was before the credits. And the credits in this case was the opening and you know yeah. the policy is to run the full thing the first time. So yeah, exactly. They didn't not as good as Crossing Field. Yeah, they they didn't trim the credits like they will probably do in every episode beyond this one. So there may have been some kind of kerfuffle with that because if they thought that they only had a certain amount of time that they could run lengthwise, they may have cut it just thinking that it would otherwise be a problem. But eh, who knows? It's not super important, but I don't like to see that kind of thing happen regardless. Yeah. Toonami never cuts things within the episode. 
themselves. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Right. By the way, we kind of got, with commercial breaks, we kind of got a preview of uh, Michelle Ruff's character. So We did. We did get a little preview in the bumper. Yes, we did. Yay. So, look forward for that next week. It will be interesting to hear more of her, since that's certainly not much to go by, but... Yes, it will be uh, interesting. You know Michelle does well anyway, though. Don't suck up, Darrell. I'm not sucking up, Jack. <laughs> you You're know, she doing... already on my shit list. Let it be known Hopefully that however the performance is, is what the director wanted. Exactly. But we have some Toonami talk back to get to. We do. Stephen Oz writes in, Sword Art Online 2 seems to be off to a good start. And how can you not like a name like Death Gun? I know. It is I think it's a little silly. <laughs> it is a little silly. But it's... It's, it's kind of... Online, man. It, it's kind of metal. <laughs> yes, it is. Death Gun. Death Gun. That is the most metal name I've ever heard. <laughs> It's, uh, this means I'm going to have to cancel Planet Pitch again. <laughs> <laughs> but we was going to go to piss in your walk. <laughs> Anybody else got any impressions? I do go okay. <laughs> okay. I talk to Rexu, the rock and roll clown. I do cocaine. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> Uh, seriously, I do. I'm not a cocaine man. <laughs> Katie Yashasan, 87, writes in, Death Gun, more like Darth Vader, am I right? For you newcomers, no. I hope you at least try and give the show a chance. Yes, please uh, do. Congratulations, you actually managed to put a weapon's name in there. I'm right. Yes, it is a decent rival to use, jackass. <laughs> <laughs> and- Sorry, Phantom Star 162 writes in, is it me or is SAO2 promoting that the producers either love or hate Apple? How so? Oh. I'm a little stumped on that one it. myself. I, I I just don't see it. Maybe because dis- of the in the park that they were at and they had those cameras and stuff. There was that. Plus there was also the iPad type things and Oh, anything can be passed off as an iPad. An iPad is kind of a ubiquitous term. Yeah. You're going to have to clarify what you mean by that, Phantom Star. Yeah. <laughs> Do a better job next time, unless I'm beating the fuck out of you. Slap. SL, the FMA, writes in, Good first episode of Sword Art Online 2. Great to hear Bryce and Jeremy reprising the roles as Kirito and Asuna. Indeed. Mm-hmm. And uh, this was a latecomer, so I'm so, so glad that I looked for more talkbacks today after selecting most of them the other day. Jafis N. Craig writes in, and I think Darrell has to write, uh, list, uh, Darrell has Read to it. say it. <laughs> Thought I told you, Hunk, is that the CIA wasn't going back into no video games. Black Dynamite. <laughs> that was so freaking typecast, I can't believe I said that. Thank you, Sketch. I love you, baby. <laughs> Black Dynamite, don't go back in any video games for no price. <laughs> Damn, Jim, your blackness came out, dude. I am so glad we acquired you in a race draft, man. Got ready to come to Lisa Rice, ass. <laughs> first, first round pick for future considerations. 
Hell yeah. Dude, you what got a yellow pass for life, though, man. <laughs> and you're endorsed by my mom. <laughs> uh, <laughs> that's what matters. That's what matters. I'm sorry, Sketch. I love you, matters. man. <laughs> okay. I'm done. I'm sure you'll... Shut the fuck up, Paul. <laughs> yeah, so not a whole lot to discuss with this episode. There was some lovey-dovey stuff, and there was a conversation. And uh, the one thing that got me was they both agreed that they couldn't possibly have killed him in, inside of a video game, except for, you know, the time that lots of people died inside a video game. Yeah, I know. <laughs> have they... And what is it, two years or so? Or how long a frame of uh, time is it after Sword Art Online 1? One year. One year? Yeah, you think about a year. Even though a year passes, you figure something like that where 4,000 people died would still be fresh in their minds. Yeah. It's like. Well, somewhat a, fresh. I mean. A virtual well, yeah. bullet can't stop a heart, right? Nah. <laughs> but you can fry <laughs> a brain. Yes, you can. Yeah, exactly. How did that Easy. thing get a patent again? I have no idea, man. That thing's basically a microwave. <laughs> Drink! Yeah, exactly. Uh, well, uh, we could uh, we could spend a lot of time talking about the plot holes in the first Sword Art Online, but let's not. Let's. Oh. We'll be here. I'm for sorry. That's just the one thing that always gets me. Yeah. That's the thing that gets me, and the whole how Kirito defeats the final boss. Deus ex bullcrap. <laughs> <laughs> Kayaba! Kayaba ex machina. Ding! Mm-hmm. Jesus. Cinema sense. The melee. Anyway. Yeah. So that'll do it for our Sword Art Online 2 recap this week. Yeah, there will be more interesting things to talk about next week, I assure you. Oh, of course. Fight amongst, fight amongst yourselves, kids. <laughs> and I skip the losers anime. And if you are now only joining us, it's time for the Inuyasha The Final Act recap. Inuyasha The Final Act, episode 16, Hitomiko's Barrier. Many years ago, about 15, Naraku met a priestess named Hitomiko, and he has now enslaved her to force Kagome into a position where she is not able to save Hitomiko and cannot survive without killing Hitomiko and tainting her own soul. Hitomiko tells Kagome that she is unable to unlock the full potential of the sacred bow that she received from Mount Azusa. Cut off from her friends, Kagome thinks back to a childhood game and discovers a unique ability all her own. She fires a spiritual arrow that does not harm Hitomiko and releases her from Naraku's grasp. As she passes on peacefully, Hitomiko sell- <clears throat> says that she senses an immense spiritual power within Kagome, but it has somehow been sealed away. I love this episode. Yeah. Do you? Kind of. I do. It was kind of fucked up what Naraku did to those kids, though, man, with his fucking Miami, though, man. Well, first of, all, first of all, I found it really interesting that while this is all going on in this barrier, here's Inuyasha, like, hacking away at the barrier, and his sword isn't working. It's like, wait a minute. 
his red Tensaiga is supposed to break through any barrier. Having Why performance is issues working? again. <laughs> so is the dictators with the new year. So, hey. so that was that was the first thing that was interesting, and then also to find out that Kagome actually has her own spiritual energy that she hasn't even released yet is interesting because I don't know, like you you didn't really it was understood that she had pretty much the same powers as Kikyo. Kikyo and now all of a sudden there's this actual power that she has. Yeah. So it should be interesting to see as this progresses, how that comes out to be. Anybody else feel like this character is discount Kikyo? Yes. I wanted yes. to say that. I was like, that was low budget Kikyo. They literally could have had this storyline with Kikio. <laughs> but apparently they didn't. It's okay, though. Yeah, you yeah. know, there's lots of priestess in Inuyasha, whatever. <laughs> but it, yeah. is, it is interesting to see that Nuraku had somebody else in mind before her. Because it was like, okay, so you were trying to get a priestess before that, but you couldn't get her because she has a really good barrier around yeah, really so, strong aura yeah so it, it, you know it, it was just naraku pervinoma children <laughs> i know i was about to say naraku had a lollicon moment man something wrong with that dude and you know i haven't i haven't seen these episodes coming up so it's going to be interesting to see if he was able to obtain that barrier from her somehow because mm-hmm. if he has been able to take that barrier then you know inuyasha's not going to be able to to penetrated at all Giggity. <laughs> so i don't know like, yeah that's a pesky barrier what good is a sword that breaks barriers if it can't break a barrier <laughs> exactly. I know, it's like a man with a sperm count trying to compete against a cook oh, at least cook and crack an egg <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> you can't crack it can you oh, i think we've talked at length about this let's get into the talk backs did you say at length oh god <laughs> Frank Full Metal writes in, all the main characters in Inuyasha have finally leveled up. Yes, they have. It's just, yes, they have. It's just like the final stretch of a role-playing game. It really is. <laughs> SL, the FMA, writes in, more development for Kagome even this far into the series. Also, is this the first time Hell has been shown in the Inuyasha series? I was wondering that, too. I think, I don't... Uh, th- no. It has been shown before and originally in Inuyasha. When was it shown? I don't remember. There was some little kid that was just really fucking evil at one point, and she was bad because... Yeah, I remember that, but I don't think they actually showed Hell. I think they just showed some hands reaching up to pull her down into Hell. Hey, that was enough, dude. Eh, It was the expression. Yeah, there you go. Thank you. But this may be the only instance where they showed some visualization of hell try dealing with paul no i'm drinking ass (laughs) (laughs) go on lord terminal writes in and people bitch about this perverted shit in sao but they don't mind when naraku does it (laughs) good point lord terminal you are now my friend oh god hey bitch run Austin Guest writes in, I'm trying to figure out what was dumber, the blatant Kikyo ripoff 
or that it's Kagome's power that Kagome's power is seeing behind her. Ooh. In other words, spider sense. <laughs> sense spiders. Mm, I, there, there couldn't be another superhero that. Oh. 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 Yeah. And Blue yeah. Alexander writes in, all those spider webs in that episode sure did make me think of a certain No Doubt song. Which one? Spider webs. That's oh, like, I don't know. No, I don't know. Oh, well, that no was doubt one that knows. <laughs> oh, dang, man. You're white. So, wait a minute. I forgot. Yeah. You're black. I didn't, listen to, I didn't listen to No Doubt when I was a kid, for one. For another, the only thing I know about them is that they did a music video that was based off the bathroom fight scene from Kite. Hey, dude, no doubt fucking rock, man. That's Underneath pretty, it all, hey, baby. Underneath it all with Bounty <laughs> Killer. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry. I am a big No Doubt fan, and I thought Gwen Stefani was so fucking hot back then. Oh, Jesus. Even though she didn't have big boobs. Yeah. Eh. <laughs> and with that, it is time to discuss the other things that aired on Toonami this week. Such as a lineup promo. Woo! I, I would say it. it's their second best, to be honest with you. I liked it a lot. Because the, the one that was the best was the one with Alucard. Last uh. I bid master. <laughs> I love that I'd... one. I love that one. That one is like the best one so far. <laughs> I always liked when Tom said, and Helsing rips 2AM a new one. <laughs> 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 That might have been Sarah. Hmm. Uh, my one problem with with this one is it kind of seems like it ends abruptly, like in Attack yeah. on Titans at three, and then it just ends. <laughs> it's like, oh, okay, <laughs> well, that's accurate, but weird way to end it, I guess. <laughs> maybe maybe it needed some kind of uh, stinger. Maybe that's what I'm what I feel is lacking there. Perhaps, but good good selection of clips in this one. Ooh, get to this talk back. Ooh, <laughs> I like this first one. Yeah, I bet you do. <laughs> I'm gonna have to let Michelle know about this one. So you can check out the lineup promo on the Tumblr. We put it on the website yet? Probably not. It's on, uh, it's no, I'm probably, I don't usually put the lineup promos on unless it's like something. Like that blows me out of the water. Mm. But you said this we, was your second really, most favorite. Ah, uh, true. I guess I'll put it up. <laughs> you got no choice but to. Hold oh, shut up. And keeping with the rules set with all of the recaps, we will only read five miscellaneous tsunami talkbacks. So here's the five. Demigod One writes in: Ninja Lust is forward. Bet she'd be willing to do date Darrell. <laughs> I love it. Fuck you. <laughs> um, if you can see my metal fingers up right now, Demi God, yes, they're for you right now. I I don't know if this is I don't, this this is kind of weird because that character looks a lot like Naruto's mom, <laughs> Kushina. <laughs> and I think she. I think Kushina might actually be voiced by Laura Bailey. Mm. I might be wrong about that one. But at least she looks like Naruto's mom, so that is super awkward that she's trying to French him. 
<laughs> well, I guess score one for the MILF. <laughs> SL the FMA writes in, pretty awesome hearing Vic, Travis, and Laura on Ship It In. Been a while since I've heard them all together on the same show. Yeah, it is nice. I imagine that there may have been a reason why the three of them were all together in that group. <laughs> hey, let's have a bunch of people from Full Metal Alchemists. Why not? I was going to say that you could at least hear Travis and Laura together in a lot of shows, but yeah, I guess you don't get to hear them with Vic too often these days. Uh, they were all in Bleach. and Well, you can hear Travis days. and Laura together in Infamous on the PlayStation 4. Yeah, yeah. And uh, they're also with Troy Baker a lot. Oh, yeah. It's like the three are inseparable. <laughs> well, they're all Funimation alumni, so. Mm -hmm. Joshua Knighton writes in, I have to admit, Vic Mignogna makes a good transvestite in this episode. Make of that what you will. No comment. Gotta move on. No comment. Next joke. Next joke. Rashonda Spears writes in, Spandam has got to be the dumbest villain in anime history. Um, One maybe. of the funniest. Eh, I would have to go with the dumbass on um, Bobo Bo, Baldy Ball. That was one of the dumbest fuckers ever. But at least that was kind of intentional. Spandam? Spandam is just a dick face, man. And he is. He looks like a fucking... That's, why do you think he wears that mask? Yeah. <laughs> It's like, I'm sorry, I got permanent jeers on my face. <laughs> Gross. I know. And Blue Alexander writes in, I will channel my inner run and speak to Spandam like he's simpy. You sick little monkey! You sick little monkey! You sick little monkey! Want a banana? Monkey want a banana, man? You chunky cheek bastard. <laughs> and that's your five tuckbacks. So, once again... <laughs> If you want them right on the show, you better make them good. Because, quite frankly, I think some of you have been taking this for granted. Yes, you have. So you better step it up. Agreed. Don't tell us what happened in the episode. We know what happened in the episode. <laughs> like cereal. And now, ladies and gentlemen, it is time for the Toonami News. News! Damn you, do good white guy. <laughs> Why, thank you, Paul. Sometimes I believe that I do speak Caucasian type of From Facebook, Twitter, and the official Toonami Tumblr, this is Toonami News, powered by ToonamiFaithful.com. The 18-49 ratings are as follows. Dragon Ball Z Kai kicks things off at midnight with 867,000. Kill a Kill follows with 722,000. Naruto Shippuden, uh, 599,000. Inuyasha The Final Act, 627,000. Gurren Lagan, 482,000. One Piece, 509,000. And Dead Man Wonderland, 508,000. That is a 0 0.4. Gurren Lagann, One Piece, and Dead Man Wonderland all got a 0 
the rest got higher than a 0.5. So that is a darn good night. Yes, it is. And the boondocks got a 0.3 after. In case you were wondering, Dragon Ball Z Kai at 8 p.m.'s Encore got a 0.33, and One Piece got a 0.27, which is a pretty decent hold. Yeah, but is it enough to keep it on there, though? No. Sadly, that does not seem to be the case. I know, man. I feel bad for it, man. Yeah. I mean, because, like, it's like, you know, if you did miss One Piece, you know, that night or, like, kind of fell asleep on it, at least you could watch it again on, you know, the encore. Yeah. I know we have On Demand, but some of us may not have On Demand, you know? Broke fuckers. I watched the same episodes of One Piece four times. <laughs> piece addict. You're One Piece slut. You know that? <laughs> I sketch. I think, you know what? I'm getting you my card. It's about time for an invention. <laughs> Your One Piece consumption is like my alcohol consumption. Just too much. The total rate. The total ratings for March 21st, 2015. Dragon Ball Z Kai, 1,501,000. Kill a Kill, 1,191,000. Naruto Shippuden, 1,046,000. Inuyasha The Final Act, 1,042,000. Yeah, quad million. Gurren Lagan, 842,000. One Piece, 879,000. And Dead Man Wonderland, 838,000. Boondocks dropped below 700,000. Hmm. Mm. But American Dad kicked it back up to 805,000, so. <laughs> and the total viewer ratings for the Encores Dragon Ball Z Kai, 1,001,000. And. One Piece pulled in 799,000, which is about a 20% uh, loss, which is darn good. So it was holding pretty well that week. It was. Uh, actually, better than Kill a Kill holds Dragon Ball Z. <laughs> <clears throat> but, you know, the, the thing is. Just as you can't really expect Dragon Ball Z or any show to hold that well from Family Guy, you can't really expect any of the other anime to hold that well from Dragon Ball Z. That's just, some people only want to watch Dragon Ball Z. We should have put it on later. Maybe. You know, just because, you know, I'm just saying later, just based on the fact that most people just want to see DBZ Dan Lee. Like, stay for the whole goddamn dinner, bastard. Don't eat and run. I do wonder how well Kill a Kill would be doing between Family Guy and DBZ Kai. Hmm. But I suppose we'll never know. Well, I, I would like to see them 
at some point because, well, and I hope they, they're allowed to do this, put Ship It In up there and see how that would do, too, because, I mean, even at 1 a.m. it was doing a million viewers, so it could do just as much as DBZ Kai right after it at uh, 8.30. Mm, I don't know about that. Well, I don't know either, but it would be worth the try to see how it would do. I mean, so you think they should try ship it in in the first slot? Well, no. Well, I mean, in the eight thirty time slot uh, for the encore. Oh, in the encores. Oh, yeah. I think that would I think that would work actually. But there again, if the contract says they can't repeat shows or they can't, you know, do what they're doing with DBZ Kai and One Piece, then that we may never see that. So, and if King of the Hill holds Dragon Ball Z really well, or does better than Dragon Ball Z at 8.30, then we're definitely not going to see another anime at 8.30 anytime soon. No, not at all. But I think think DBZ Kai is going to be there for the foreseeable future. It's doing well. Oh, yes. And I think that coming out of Cartoon Network is actually helping Adult Swim there, so... Yep, hopefully that sticks around at least, and uh, hopefully they... Try something else other than relying <laughs> on Fox comedies so yes, dang exactly. much. Because we're looking at an hour of Cleveland show on Saturday soon. Yay. I'm going to go kill myself. You <laughs> should. On the bright side, Bob's Burgers is on weekdays now. <laughs> That's, I never could get into Bob's Burger. That is a bright side, in my opinion. But, um, doesn't do anything have... for Saturday. <laughs> True. But we have trending as well. And actually, just as we are recording this, the full list has come in. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> yabba dabba do. Oh, and it's when, a long list. Because when we started recording this, <laughs> it was not up yet. And I was scrambling to was, uh, pull that something. together. So. And there was a little sweat coming down Sketch's forehead. <laughs> Sorry, Sketch. I'll move the crane. Oh, God. <laughs> you and that crane, I swear to God. I know. It's so lovely. No, before we get into trending, I gotta say, I'm disappointed that not more people watched the finale of Gurren Lagann. That's a really good final battle. Really crazy stuff happens. That's Agreed. that's a bummer. But I don't mind that One Piece beat other shows. <laughs> don't mind that at all. On to the trending. Yay, trending. The United States trends for Saturday, March 28th, Sunday, March 29th. Chi-Chi from Dragon Ball Z Kai, Dragon Soul from Dragon Ball Z Kai, King Kai from Dragon Ball Z Kai, Namek from Dragon Ball Z Kai, Elite Four from Kill a Kill, Gamagori from Kill a Kill, Satsuki from Kill a Kill, Hashtag Sword Art Online 2, that's two eyes, not a number two, so Roman numeral two. And we'll be using that one, by the way. It also trended on the West Coast airing. And hashtag SAO Toonami, which was Anaplex's chosen 
hashtag for Toonami tweeting Sword Art Online. Azuna from Sword Art Online. Death Gun from Sword Art Online. Kirito from Sword Art Online. Kirito and Asuna from Sword Art Online. Yes, literally Kirito and Asuna. That is what trended. Jesus. Sinon from Sword Art Online. Kagome from Inuyasha. Buster Call from One Piece. Spandam from One Piece. And hashtag Attack on Titan. And you folks thought that nobody was going to care that Attack on Titan was on again. (laughs) (laughs) Tom sketch. I'm sure it will do just fine at 3 (laughs) a.m. But hopefully not beat One Piece a lot. Because that would make me sad. (laughs) It's okay, babe. I'll take care of you if you cry. Worldwide Trends, King Kai, Satsuki, Death Gun, Kirito and Asuna. Once again, Kirito and Asuna, not separately. And Sinon from Sword Art Online. Mobile app tweet counts, Goku, 11.5 thousand. Mako, 26.8 thousand. Satsuki, 11 thousand. Kirito, 11.1 thousand. Sinon, 24.3 thousand. And Nami, 23.7 thousand tweets. Wow. Wow. They sure do yeah. like their Sinon and their Nami. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> and their Mako. Yeah, I'm talking about you got three stacked women. <laughs> that is true. The boo ass trifecta. Unfortunately, only one of them's legal. <laughs> I know. Nami! Oh, uh, thank goodness it's Nami. <laughs> yes, we get you. <laughs> And that is all of the trends. So a lot of things trended. My goodness. I know, man. That was a long trend. Almost long as mine. Never mind. <laughs> Dragon Soul trends like every week. I know, man. That's the DBZ fanboy trolls that do that. What are they? Are they saying, oh, I hate Dragon Soul. Oh, I'm worse Rock the Dragon. Exactly. I rock a dragon, all right. A beer bottle across the head. Oh God! Shut up, Paul. Let me have a moment. <laughs> you always have a moment. It's true. Well, I would have less moments if I had more booze. It's got a point there. Of course you would. <laughs> so, what's the topic for tonight? The topic for the night, as chosen by Paul Pascrillo, is what show could potentially replace Inuyasha the final act in 10 weeks? Oh, man. You know, at this point, I hate to say it, I'm really not sure. What, because what's actually available out there that, you know, could actually be acquired by Toonami? Oh, lots of things. Uh, <laughs> the rule of thumb, in my opinion, at this point is anything can happen. Yeah, you got a good point there because they have pulled like magic hat tricks out of this world. Yeah, you I mean, you might think this show too. or that show might not be ready yet. You might be wrong. <laughs> exactly. So I'm I'm guessing another run of Baby Black Lagoon. We just um, get Roberta's blood trails. <sighs> I don't know about that. I'm sorry, man. I, I just love Black Lagoon. 
Oh, we know you like Black Lagoon. But let's see. What could I say? What could actually come through, though? Um, well, if we're going to go with Viz shows, uh, let's see. There's Tiger and Bunny. Yes, uh, there is the long-anticipated Tiger and Bunny. Which, it would be such a good show for Toonami. It's got lots of mainstream appeal. It's about superheroes, and we could sure use some superheroes. And it's just a fun show. It's got lots of action. It's easy on the eyes. It's good. It's a good show. I really like it, and that's why I bought the DVDs. (laughs) Yeah, I thought that I need to borrow those, Kitch. Yeah, you'll never get it back. Don't let him do that. Oh, he'll get them back. With no, he won't. Yeah, will they be sticky? Nope. Ah. Only your hands will be. Oh, God. <laughs> I bet Darrell's no. got a thing for Fire Emblem. <laughs> no, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Fire Emblem has a thing for me. Oh, I see. I see how it is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, off the no. top of my head beyond Tiger and Bunny uh, I feel like it would be interesting to pair Excel World with Sword Art Online seeing as those are both based on light novels written by Ricky Kawahara well if we're gonna probably you know it's more likely that they're probably gonna try to get a Funimation show whoa 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 hang, hang on hang on now okay why would you jump to that conclusion? Because, well, see, that's the thing. Like, as much as I would love to sit here and say that it's easy for them to grab Viz shows, it took them this long to get International Final Act. Well, so, they already had two Viz shows. Now they're only going to have one if they end Inuyasha and they don't have another one. Why? What about Doc Heck? Why wouldn't they have two Viz shows? Well... That's not my that's not my department there, sir. I'm just saying that I think that I just I just don't think we should be jumping to the conclusion that they won't get another Viz show. So Viz shows are definitely on the table. Well no no no, I'm not saying that they won't. I'm saying that I think if we're looking at what possibly could come next, I think it's more likely that they would get a Funimation show just because of their relationship with them. Um, definitely Aniplex is in the picture a lot more now. I mean, they have two shows now. on. Yeah, and they have two shows, so they're probably not going to get a third. That's kind of No, I wouldn't think they would get a third either, but you know. Hey, let's add Maji and have uh, three Aniplex shows. Why not? (laughs) You know, seriously though, I would love to see Aquarion on there. I mean, it's a mech. Yeah. I would also like to see a mech, seeing as Gurren Lagan has departed the block, and I do dig me some giant robots. Exactly. Chicks dig giant robots. I kind of feel like they're not going to go too particularly old, though. They seem to be focusing on getting newer stuff. Right. So something along the lines of as old as Black Lagoon doesn't seem that likely anymore. I know. It it just hurts my feelings, though, you know? Now, what really hurts is that it probably dampens the possibility for Michiko and Hachin. Yeah, it does. Yeah, that was another thing that was on my mind. That would be a good show to be on there. Hey, who knows, man? It could probably, um, still, it could probably still happen, though. 
I mean, they have really shown us like when we least expect it or something we think that's going to come later, they have literally just blown people's socks off and just like, boom, there you go. Right. Because, I mean, really, I wasn't expecting to see Sword Art Online so soon. No, no none of us were. None of us. You were all expecting stopped. summer. <laughs> yeah. Or even fall, to be honest with you. And it's very interesting to see that it came out this quickly. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm trying to think, like, what other shows? I mean – Obviously, we jo- I've joked we joked about this, but Codebreaker would be a good one. Um, Psychopaths finally um, got two seasons of Psychopaths now. We do, yes we do. Yes we do. Um, oh, some would say the second season is not worth playing. <laughs> I well, I thought it was pretty good still, not as good, but still pretty good. Right. I mean, I'm trying to think of what else. Off the top of my head, there could be. Um, well, if you want to go with the latest and greatest, uh, all signs point towards Tokyo Ghoul, which uh, is currently a lot of people currently being uh, broadcast of the second season's broadcast of, but they are dubbing the first season, of course. So that could feasibly be a premiere around then uh inuyasha is going to end around june so that'd be a reasonable timeline for that if a funimation show were to come into the fold i would think that tokyo ghoul would be pretty likely yeah i could i definitely i think that's a good one um it just really depends on because obviously funimation has these dub premieres Mm -hmm. uh, broadcast dubs you know, so it's going to be really depend on how quickly they get, you know, rolled out after the broadcast up of it. Because, you know, if it goes directly onto DVD and Blu-ray, then, well, you know, we kind of lose that thing. Because remember, those those broadcast dubs in that are only for Funimation subscribers. So yep. not everybody's seeing it. Um what, what is the name of that, that series I'm thinking right now? Assassin's Classroom? Assassination Classroom? Assassination Classroom. Yeah, I think that would be that would be an interesting one to be on Toonami. Certainly um, would be interesting. It's maybe not what some would consider a traditional type Toonami show, but it does have action. And What about um, Unbreakable Machine, though? Pretty darn entertaining. I have not seen that one. It's actually pretty good, you know. But, you know, you don't have to take my word for it. I would actually advise people to watch it first because everybody has different tastes in anime. Right. A show that Funimation just announced today, which has a lot of people interested, uh, Ninja Slayer the Animation, which is the next series coming from Studio Trigger, the fine folks that brought us Kill a Kill. And Guru Logan. Ah, uh, well, they... That's still Gynex. I know, I'm just fucking with you, man. I have to say something out the wall just because I'm evil. A Ninja Slayer is a show that I personally would like to see uh, pop up as a broadcast dub, simuldub, feasibly as early as April. So I don't know about it replacing Inuyasha, but that could also happen. Dude, 
I swear, if they manage to pull a Sentai show, <laughs> which probably go ham, I I swear, man, I might shave my head ball <laughs> and become a fucking monk just to keep it going. And if they were to go for a Sentai show, well, apparently the most requested Sentai show is Akame Ga Kill, which I yeah. have not seen yet. Sketch, what is wrong with you? I got so many shows to watch, man. Don't even bug. <laughs> all right, man. You, you know, I'm going to let you slide on this one, all right, that baby? And, of course, the the, uh, the Sentai license series that I would most like to see on Toonami is Parasite, the Maxim, but that probably wouldn't be ready until fall. Yeah. Then again, well, you already know. Knows. You already know what I want to see, so. <laughs> as far as Sentai, anyway. If it is Stratus, baby. That's not a terrible fit for Toonami. So I mean, it's a bit more navel gazing than. <laughs> than but it does have some mech in it. Oh, it certainly does have mech. It's it's got plenty of mech in it. Mech and naked. <laughs> naked mech. Namekian. Oh my god! <laughs> Jesus <Yeah>. Christ. <laughs> It's just, honestly, there's just so many shows. Getting back to Viz, uh, I would say feasible candidates. There's Blood Lad, but that'll only last 10, 11 weeks uh, if they play the OVA. Oh, I hope they don't play that, to be honest with you. It wasn't as good as I thought it would be. I liked it. I think people would dig it. Uh, Where I mentioned about the. Tiger and Bunny and Excel World, which I think would pair very nicely with uh, with Sword Art Log Horizon, would also pair very nicely with Sword Art. That's a Sentai series. Uh, other Viz series, I'd really like them to play Gargantia. That would fill Darrell's mech requirement. Yes, it would. And Gargantia was a nice little show. Well, 13 yes, episodes. It was. Very interesting storyline, good characters, good dub. I was, I was a fan. I had, I had no regrets of watching it. Put it like that. It was satisfying. Yeah. But, you know, I would even go as far as, like, please bring Tenchi Muyo Warren Geminar. Bring Tenchi back. Damn. Yeah, that's going to take an hour slot. Though, with yeah. the way Toonami is now... The show ended if they shifted One Piece up to 2 a.m. and Naruto, obviously, earlier than that. Then they could feasibly put on an hour show in the 2.30 to 3.30 time frame. All I'm going to say is Hellsing Ultimate. That's all I got to say. But they already played that. I No, no, no. I'm just saying if they did it for Hellsing, they could do it for Tenchi. Oh, oh yeah. That's... That would easily actually be easier to do than the case of Helsing, where that had occasionally episodes that were longer than an hour block. But on that note, really would like to see Ghost in the Shell arise. Yes, definitely. I think that would be a good. That would definitely be a good show. But that would actually take up more than two time slots because of the episode length so probably best to play those as movies well yeah but there again if they're not gonna if they're not willing to do movies at this point i think 
moving One Piece back to like 3.30, putting Naruto Shippuden at, well, you know what I mean, putting One Piece at 3, putting Naruto Shippuden at 2.30, and then having that 1.30 and 2 o'clock slot just for that for a couple weeks. But it, it needs more than two slots. It needs three slots. That's why it's kind of tricky. Yeah, that's going to be a tricky one. But it, it, it will, that's one of those shows, though, Sketch, I think we can all agree that's going to end up being on Toonami at some point. Oh, definitely just, at some point. And I don't think that they're going to completely avoid movies from now on. They're just not going to do them very often. Right. I don't could they, think they'll do another month of movies. No, not anytime soon. But could they do... Um, let's say there's a holiday weekend, like Memorial Day weekend, could they do, like, um, the first two Arise episodes back-to-back? Well, sure, that's going to take six time slots. (laughs) But, yeah, they can do that. So, 132, 230, yeah. Ah, hell, shit, let's just bring back G Gundam. I think Gundams are kind of out of the question at the moment, but I know. You Sadly. know, I, I, I do I do kind of think and again, you know, I, if it costs a lot of money they can't get it, but I do I, I I gotta think that they're trying their hardest to get a Gundam because they've said it several times. Yeah, they um, are definitely trying to get a Gundam. I do think the only show that would feasibly if if it was able to, if they were able to get the, the broadcast rights there again, um, is and this would be the only old show that would that could come in at like a one thirty time slot, uh, Outlaw Star. Yes, I think that would be the only one right now old enough that could definitely be in that time slot and would do the ratings. I think a lot of people haven't seen it in a while, and I think that it is definitely a good show that they could put there. Um, you know they. And really, there's nothing really out there right now. I mean, short of putting one of the shows that they have in the library there, but if you're going to do that, you might as well move the lineup up a little bit and put it right where around uh, Attack on Titan, you know? So um, it's really going to be interesting to see coming up what they get because you want them to get a new show, but then you don't know exactly what show they're going to get. I mean... I have a crazy theory. Go ahead. It's JoJo. Yes. I know you want JoJo. I I, I get it. Now, Viz announced that they have the merchandising rights. That doesn't necessarily mean they have the show itself. But they're saying that they're going to roll out the merchandising rights later this year. They're going to start putting out the merchandise. Why would they do that if there wasn't some kind of plan from somebody... To put out the show. That's that's my theory, and I'm sticking to it. <laughs> so whether it's Viz or Warner Brothers or somebody else, who knows? I think JoJo is gonna happen, and it might JoJo replace it. JoJo is Yashu. a go-go. It might, or it might be later this year. I'm telling you, man. I don't think people are ready for JoJo, though, man. I don't you care know, if they're not ready. It's... I know. I don't care either, as long as we get it. But, dude, so much man listen testosterone. Right. Mere mortal men, you will not be able to handle this. And women, you will jizz on yourself because oh of the God. awesomeness of JoJo. 
Oh, God. I know people are going to say their nays, but um, I'm thinking JoJo's Bizarre Adventure going to happen. Yeah, it's going to happen. Like, who I got to bust across the head with a bottle to get it? (laughs) (laughs) And yeah, that's going to be another long series, but it's also kind of not long series because they, they do segment, they do arcs. So it's kind of like shorter series. And they might have to put a break between some of them. I don't know. So it may not be a constant stream like Shippuden and One Piece and DBZ Kai, of course. I I just really am going to be interested to see going forward how this tsunami is going to even just do movies, to be honest with you, because we don't have that six-hour block. So... Are we going to see marathons from time to time? Are we going to see, you know, are we actually going to see a movie this year? I mean, you know, it's know. Really, really interesting, uh, especially when we come up on, on Memorial Day weekend. I smell a I Dragon know, Ball might... Z marathon. Not movies. I, sm- I, I smell Dragon Ball Z kind of marathon. I, so do I. And you know what You know what they should do? And, you know, I, I don't know if Jason still listens because, well, he does, you know, pre-flight now, but. If you're listening, Jason, I would really like to see you guys go in, and this might have to happen a little bit later into Kai, obviously, because you know we haven't gotten even into the Frieza saga. Um, I would like to, I would like a marathon where you guys, the the people from Toonami, pick your. Let's see, it's a three and a half hour block. Your one, two, three, four. So what we're looking at seven shows, seven episodes, seven episodes, um, seven, the seven best episodes of Dragon Ball Z Kai that you guys like and put it up on the air. I think that would be a good idea. Or if they can feasibly do it, you know, do a poll and say, Hey, these are my favorite. Uh, these are the favorite episodes of the Tsunami faithful. Put that up, you know, and go from there. I don't know if they can. Be I don't know if they're willing to do that, but if they could, that would be awesome too. Because I think people would watch. I also, and also think it's a strong possibility to say, with the way Dragon Ball Z Kai is going now, they will feasibly finish out the uh, the first season, which will get yeah. to the end of the Frieza fight. So they may be able to do a large chunk of the Frieza fight as a marathon at the end of the year. I agree. People would definitely watch that. <laughs> and you know what I'm gonna have to you know I'm gonna say this too you know it seems Dragon Ball Z in general not just Kai but Dragon Ball Z in general is a good thing for Toonami um you know I wouldn't mind if you guys tried to get this show like you do with Cowboy Bebop and keep it as part of your library for a long period of time because you know what Dragon Ball Z fans aren't going anywhere and if yes, they, they made that quite clear. And if they do a new, if they do decide to do a new series in Japan, you better keep Kai. <laughs> you better keep Kai because you know somebody like Nicktoons is going to be frothing at the mouth to get that back. So you know, I think if they was to do a new DBZ, man, they would really have to expand upon either the series. I almost, I almost think that. Oh yeah, at least a, a new plan of Vegeta. I know we're kind of going off on a tangent here, but I and we'll get off of this in a minute. But I I really do think that at some point it's inevitable that this there's going to be a new Dragon Ball Z series. It just depends on 
is it going to be as long as some of the other series or is it going to be just like a 24 episode series you know mm. i don't i don't I think know they'll stick you know? to movies well i think i think the movies are kind of a feeler right now you know what i mean like how long hey. can we do movies and people like them kind of thing and if it continues and people continue to like it then i think eventually we will get a series but it's one of those things that's kind of hard right now and you know bouncing off of that you know shut up Darrell. um is I, I don't know what people would think about getting maybe dragon ball or dragon ball gt not gt not gt but dragon ball a lot of people have said that they want to see dragon ball again original so. dragon ball would be interesting interesting that'd be fun to throw on at 3 a.m yeah well again tsunami with dragon ball z and dragon ball <laughs> Why not? I mean, if it's doing well, you might as well. I don't think they really need to do that. No, I don't think they need to do that either. I think that I think they're going to find something that they can put on there. Um, I, again, I kind of wish they would let us at least have the 3.30 to 4 o'clock time slot so that way we can add another show. I, I personally would love to see Yu Yu Hakusho back again. Um, even if it's at 3.30 in the morning, I wouldn't care. You know? Hey, it's a, people want it. People have asked for it. It's one of those things that's been constantly probably on the top 10. You know, you might as well put it, you might as well, if you can get it, get it while you can, you know. I was wondering when you would mention you, you, because you already mentioned Outlaw Star. I did. Well, do, do, it, look, Sketch, if we're not, if we're talking about shows mm. that should be on there, those two shows are in the top 10 consistently. And. You know, even though we don't see the the bottom five of that top ten, I guarantee you it's in there. It's got to be. So, and Toonami's gotten everything in the top five almost that people have requested. So, you know, I, I gotta uh, think that. Speaking of a show in the top five, uh, you just never know when they might roll out Sailor Moon Crystal. Yes, I I, I think that's another one that's definitely. I wasn't gonna say it, but I, I do think that's another one that is definitely kind of a shoe-in for Toonami. It's just, and that is a Viz show. That is a Viz show. So, you know, mm-hmm. that is, I think that's kind of a waiting game at the moment. The, I think The that's, one thing about that is they feasibly could be dubbing it already, but I, I have vaguely heard things along the lines of them not planning on dubbing it until they finish dubbing the entirety of the original series, which is going to take years. Yeah. That's not really uh, <laughs> striking the iron while it's well, hot over here. I mean, I mean that could be do. a sketch. That could be one of those opportunities that Toonami has. And you know what? Let me let me take Toonami out of the equation. Adult Swim has to come on board and say, hey, here's some money. Dub it. <laughs> you know, they've done it. With, they did it with Space Dandy. They did it with Big O Season 2. They did it with... Let's see, what else was there? Uh, Jason actually recently talked about how much money it is to commission a dub and why they don't do it very often. Hmm. Well, this is going to dub that show eventually, but... Right. But here's the depending thing. Depending on how fast Sailor Moon do. was also a very popular series. Oh, yes. It's very, very popular. And, you know... Yeah, it was the Magical Girl era, man. And, I mean, that's, that's one of those series that, you know make again makes sense for tsunami and i think that if they have the opportunity 
even if it's even if it's just a little bit to help push that dub into the into the forefront, I think that they should do it. So, well, we will see. We will see. It's going to be interesting in the next couple months to see what's going to come out because, you know, again, we're working with just a three and a half hour block now. Mm-hmm. You know, there's there's a lot of things now that it's a shorter block. I would love to see, but that's another topic for another time. Now, uh, we actually have an email that rather ties into this discussion of uh, Toonami selecting shows. So let's go ahead and read that. Okay. Uh, This comes from jharley212. Jay writes in, I am just curious on how Toonami goes about picking shows. Do they get to watch all the shows they are considering before deciding? Do they look for what show will fill the available time slot the best? Do they use a focus group of a certain age group? I have always been curious on the process. Tsunami has introduced me to countless shows and I love that I love that I never knew about before. Lastly, will movie month still happen this year, even if Tsunami's time was cut? Many thanks, Jay. There is definitely no focus group. <laughs> <laughs> I imagine that would not turn out well. Probably not. Nope. I also imagine we would end up with all the Dragon Ball series. Yeah. Because <laughs> that's, that's really... what people want. I can foresee Jason probably hitting somebody in that focus group. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, as we understand it, the people who select the shows for Toonami now, it's a combination of uh, Jason and Gil, as well as Kim Manning, the programming acquisitions manager at Adult Swim, and also Mike Lazo has a say. Uh, They all kind of get together, kick around ideas. They occasionally get pitched shows from companies. They occasionally seek out shows that they want and talk to the companies. It's, It's all kind of anything goes. Sometimes it's one way, sometimes it's another way. In the case of something like Space Dandy, the Japanese producers went to Adult Swim and said, hey, you want to be in on this thing? And they were like, yeah, totally. Here's some money. (laughs) Right. Which they also coordinated along with Funimation in order to get all of that working. And they don't usually pick up a show directly from Japan because that is a whole other kettle of fish. So talking to, let's say, Sunrise is difficult. (laughs) Difficult to get them Gundams. Yeah, they really want a Gundam, trust me. (laughs) They need to send Darrell over to Japan. This would be settled in a matter of minutes. No, Darrell, you can't use a sword. I'm not going to use a sword? In recent years, they have also polled their viewers on what shows they would like to see, and that's where we get our top five that they usually mention in tumblr q a's which they don't do anymore right and uh, that has shown quite a few shows that ended up on the block sword art online kill a kill attack on titan of course dragon ball z kai mm-hmm. inuyasha the final act was at one point one of the most requested shows so there you go oh and naruto shippuden and one piece so for the most part they make a lot of their decisions based on what people say they want to see. They And what they can get. Yeah, and what they can get. And sometimes so. their pitch shows, sometimes they seek them out. As for how much they see of those shows, it depends. 
apparently they only saw about seven or so episodes of Kill a Kill before picking it up, but already knew about certain things. <laughs> mm, yes. Oh, yeah, that's thing. And I, I recall something along the lines of them only have seen maybe five episodes of Sword Art Online when they picked that up. The, the original Sword Art Online. Go figure. <laughs> yeah. And then other shows they would actually have seen because they watched them simulcast or they got them on home video or any number of means. And way, way back in the day, Toonami picked shows by what was pitched to them and what they wanted to show. Like Dragon Ball Z, believe it or not, was a show that Sean Atkins and Jason DeMarco rented some movies from a local Japanese video store and really liked them and sought out the rights because they found out that they could get them. <laughs> Sweet. And the rest is history. History, yes. Well, Sketch, I, th- I think we've answered that email. So We have definitely answered that email. Do you think we have time to read a few more? Probably not. I'm going to read Allison's email about sword art. (laughs) Okay. From our friend Allison. Well, it's finally here. The most controversial new anime, new Toonami has ever aired. Sword Art Online comes back with a vengeance. Waifu Wars. Why Kirito sucks as a main character. And people saying this show doesn't suck, it's awesome. We all knew Sword Art Online was going to happen anyways because the show is about as mainstream in anime as Dragon Ball Z or Attack on Titan. Well, Attack on Titan. Oh, and this is Meowth900, by the way. I noticed in this week's Toonami run that people were bitching about people bitching about Sword Art Online 2 is coming, (laughs) as well as calling out One Piece because that Nami fight happened saying all One Piece fans make jokes about Sword Art Online and how it's not cool, as well as the current arc of One Piece called the most sexist arc in the manga, but that's a different can of worms. You can read about that at One Piece Podcast at OnePiecePodcast.com. Dang, when has the last time we actually put one of their plugs in? Been a while. But that's what I should have put into the other thing. Oh, well. But these random debates between SAO fanatics and SAO haters brings me to this question. What was the most controversial anime or action cartoon on the old Toonami lineup that has ever aired in terms of fan opinions? Oh, good question. Uh, Controversial. Uh, I mean... They didn't play anything that was offensive. No. (laughs) So when I think of things that people just didn't like having on Toonami, Hamtaro. Woolen Warriors and Hamtaro. Definitely Woolen Warriors. I hated Hamtaro. I hated Hamtaro with a passion. A dog named Brandy (laughs) and some friggin' puppets. But Hamtaro was at least a good show. So says Christian McCord. Mm. So says I. <laughs> I recently you know rewatched some Hamtaro. It holds up pretty well. What's wrong with you? What? I found it at the local uh, library. Your library needs yeah, to be burned contra- down. Controversial. Oh, okay. I I think there was a little bit of controversy when Tsunami played uh, Blue Submarine number six. 
Yeah, that was kind of controversial. And I think some people kind of, no, no, um, never mind, I won't say that. <laughs> but yeah, Blue Submarine number six was like kind of controversial to some people with some of the ideas and everything that was going on with uh-huh. And I suppose in Ideals, Big O might have had some controversy. Some of the Gundams. Oh, Gundam, Gundam 0080, War in the Pocket. That that might have been a hot button with some people. Oh, well, we could say about Gundam Seed. Oh, Gundam Seed, yes. Yes. <laughs> yes, Gundam Seed. <laughs> oh, how could I forget? <laughs> I remember, because Seed was getting spread. Uh, this didn't air on Toonami, but uh, it tied into a show that did air on Toonami for four episodes. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> Dot Hack Legend of the Twilight Bracelet was the first anime on Cartoon Network that involved Wincest. <laughs> and also a uh, boy bouncing into a, a woman's breasts because, you know, whatever. It was on at 1 a.m. Who cares? <laughs> Good point. Or later, actually. And there were probably some controversial things that happened in Yu Yu Hakusho and Kenshin, but for the most part... Tenchi. Uh, yeah, that Tenchi. <laughs> but Toonami pretty much cut those things out, except when they got asleep uh, at the wheel with stuff like the swearing left in Outlaw Star. <laughs> And I distinctly remember Jim screaming at his hand when there was no blood there. <laughs> that was just weird. It only aired for two episodes, but Evangelion did air on Toonami for two episodes. <laughs> but the controversy there was, well, that was just weird. <laughs> but nothing that's really quite comparable to the controversy of airing sword art online so in the typical porn scene yeah definitely nothing along those lines at least not anything along those lines that aired on tsunami <laughs> yeah good point so i think that that about answers that one and with that i leave it to paul to do the housekeeping all right. Well, you can email us, as I said in the beginning of the podcast, podcast at tunamifaithful.com. Please let us know how we're doing. Uh, you know, let us know if there's something you want to see different with the show. If you don't want us to do rundowns, you know, let us know. Give us your feedback. Podcast at tunamifaithful.com. Rate and review the podcast on iTunes and Stitcher. Yes, now the SoundCloud, <laughs> the SoundCloud is now attached to iTunes, so we don't have to worry about that. Um. Also, subscribe to us on SoundCloud. It's uh, soundcloud.com slash podcast. Uh, we are now over 100 followers, thanks to you guys. Keep it coming. We want more and more followers. Please share the show. Uh, reblog it, retweet it, wherever it shows up. And tell your friends to listen and go to SoundCloud and follow us there. Because, you know, it's a good show and we enjoy doing it. So Tell your grandma to watch it, too. Yeah, whatever. Uh, like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Podcast, And you can tumble with us on Tumblr. It's tsunamifaithfulofficial.tumblr.com. And as always, if you need to get old shows of the podcast, you can find them at podcast.tsunamifaithful.com. They are there. 
Uh, you can just search for them, or even just go to uh, the Toonami Faithful Podcast link, look at the drop-down menu, and go to our old podcast there, and exclusives as well. But it's time to get out of here, so Darrell, where can they find you? Oh, well, you can find me at the local bar somewhere smoking weed. Oh, my bad, sorry. Um, no, you can find me at Darrell Maddox at ToonamiFaithful.com. You can always find me on Twitter because I'm always angry for some reason these days. And that's Ukami underscore Samurai 7. And if you want to ask me something, you can do that at, um, what, what's, what's the ask again? Oh, that's right. Um, Ask.fm Ukami 75. And Jim, where can we find you? You can find me at ZeroAlucard27 on both Xbox Live and on Twitter. Um, check my Twitter as well because I've also got a link to my Ask.fm account and also... I am uh, base star underscore boy on PlayStation 4 if you want to uh, find some stuff to play on that. I'm currently working on trying to get stuff uh, recorded and edited and set up for a Toonami Faithful game night, whether it's going to have live participation or not. So one way or the other, it's going to happen because I've got an, a game capture now. And I'm working with uh, one of our fans, Fabian, to uh, facilitate that. My fucking intern? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> he actually got out of the basement. Congratulations, Jim. Did you feed him? Uh, I let him fend for himself. Thank you. As well, you should <laughs> teach a man to fish, right? Damn right. <laughs> Goddamn interns. Ain't no charity here, bastards. <laughs> and sketch. Where can they find you, sir? You can find me on the Twitter at Sketch1984. You can also tumble with me on Tumblr, Sketch1984.tumblr.com. And you can ask me questions at ask.fm backslash Sketch1984. If you have any comments or suggestions for the podcast, please direct those to Sketch at ToonamiFaithful.com. And Paul, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Paul Pascrillo. My last name is spelled P-E-S-C-R-I-L-O. Fuck you, Darrell. Um, <laughs> you can find me on Instagram. It's Instagram.com slash Paul Pascrillo. And um, you can ask me questions. Ask.fm slash Paul Pascrillo. You can do that there as well. Uh, one last thing before we get out of here. Um, you don't have, brush your teeth? No. Um, we have what's called a Patreon. It's Patreon.com slash Podcast. It's actually Toonami Faithful, I believe. Um, you can go there and help us out uh, by donating. It is a monthly subscription. You can donate as little as a dollar, I believe. And you could donate as much as $10, $20, $30 a month, whatever you want to do. Uh, whatever you can do will help us out greatly. And we appreciate, as always, anything that you could help us, you know, any money that you could give us to help run the site and the podcast. Again, it's patreon.com slash Faithful. But that's it for this week's podcast. Thank you guys for listening each and every week. Again, you can find us on SoundCloud. Please subscribe there and tell us how we're doing at using the email podcast at tsunamifaithful.com. But that's it for this week's Tsunami Faithful podcast. Peace. We're out. Deuces! Jotaro Kujo. 17 years old and 195 centimeters tall. His father, Japanese jazz musician, currently on tour. His mother is an American. British descent. Seems like all his friends call him Jojo. I've got an evil spirit. And sometimes it likes to bring me things. It's like there's someone behind me that 
found itself to me not long ago. Jotaro's grandfather Joseph has strange powers. I can't believe he's able to make it manifest so distinctly. Magician's Red! I've always known. I knew if this day came, it would destroy her. The only way to break this curse is to find Dio and kill him! The Joestar must be destroyed soon.